to talk about on so many different levels and I usually lead with the politics I'm gonna go with the other one religion I have been working feverishly Patriots to put on a show for you guys and get the information um, on the United Methodist Church I tend not to take people's word for things when they uh, when when they tell you something and you just you know if people are out there that take things for face value I'm not one of them I like to actually do my own digging and my own research uh, because all too often um, you have people out there that want to demonize one particular denomination over another and it really um, it just becomes like infighting, right? And then there's the other uh, type of church that's out there and the other type of church leader, the ones that say, you're dividing the body of Christ. Well, if it's not the body of Christ, how are you dividing it? If they're believing in another gospel, if they're worshiping by default as at two believing in another gospel, you're not worshiping the same God. You might be saying Jesus, but what Jesus are you talking about? You know, these are the type of questions that I have to ask myself the more that I dig into these issues going on at the, um, the Lutheran Church as well as uh, the Methodist Church. Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. I had some very interesting encounters today at the Lutheran Church. Very interesting encounters. Um, <laughs> you had some people that were supposed to know their scripture. And they are supposed to have been able to counsel and give a good answer for their faith. And when put to the test, I'm not the judge God is. But when put to the test, they came up lacking. 
And so it's it started like this. I heard some reports about the Lutheran Church. I heard some reports about the Methodist Church later on. And I heard about them ordaining members of the LGBTQ community. And I, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Did some internet research. Saw some things that I didn't necessarily like. In fact, some things that made me quite angry. There was a young woman on one of the, um, it was a, uh, uh, a church service, a church service, sorry. Um, and she was conducting some type of a, a mantra that, that they were saying, and I believe she called it the Sparkle Creed. Now, you might think, why in the hell is something called the Sparkle Creed being said in a church is that what the hell is a sparkle creed right that's that's what i'd say and i i i concur with you is to exactly why you may have said that yourself now i'm going to play this clip and i i want you to understand and i want you to take a look at the audience members the people in the in the chairs at this bible study in this church and I want you to notice one thing about them they are mostly all older people people you would think would know better people you would have thought maybe had some time being though I'm not trying to be you know, in, in, in any way, shape, or form, uh, you know, ageist, if that's a thing, right? But I'm going to say most of the people in the audience in this clip here range anywhere from mid-50s to somewhere in the 70s, right? So what happens next is even more shocking because what's said next for you real believers, real ones, the ones who know your Bible, the ones who love God for real, who don't have to invent a God that suits you, but rather you found God and he changed you, not you changed the God you found and made him more like you so he didn't, uh, he didn't hurt your little weak sensibilities. That's what's going on, people. It's that and preachers uh, teaching to itch an ear. When I heard T.D. Jakes exclaim that his thoughts on homosexuality are evolved and evolving, I knew exactly where it was going next. I didn't know it would take only 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a euphemism. Um, as for how quick these things entered the church right thereafter. And so, I mean, people, I, 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 I gasp, and, and I'm a loss for words, and that's a hard thing to have happen to me because I can't believe that people with any common sense whatsoever would ever believe this, would ever think this, would ever assume that God did not mean what he said. 
Corinthians 6, 9, for those of you who know, talks about adulterers, fornicators, and homosexuals, that they will not inherit the kingdom of God. It says it in plain English. However, the position of the Methodist church is something altogether different. And we're going to get into that. Because I have some emails, and I'm actually I'm going to share the emails with you. I'm going to show you the emails and show you exactly what the correspondence was. And then I'm going to show you a video clip. I cammed up and walked up to the United Methodist Church and held a few conversations with some folks real cordial. I mean, one lady got a tad bit defensive, but nothing, you know, combative or anything. Uh, nothing I couldn't handle. But um, it, 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 it led me to know one thing and one thing only. Right there. Those people don't go to Scripture to tell them how to feel. They just rely on their feelings altogether and cut the scripture part out. And they, and they use that old adage, oh, God is love. God loves everybody. Yeah, everyone's accepted. God doesn't, God doesn't hate anything. Really? God hates sin. God can't stand sin. As a matter of fact, when he destroyed the world one time, I believe, I, hmm, I, you know, he, he turned some people in stone at one point that turned back after he blew up a city for the homosexuality and sin going on therein in that city. Uh, so I remember something like that, right? <laughs> so there's some definite demonic activity taking place. It's the only thing it could be. People aren't that stupid. There's no way. I can't believe it. I cannot believe people are truly that naive. To think that God didn't mean the things that he said when he said them. Watch this, and we'll talk some more after, and you'll understand a little better what I'm trying to tell you. I invite you to rise in body or spirit and let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. This is hard to listen to. I don't, every cell in my body, <laughs> every damn one, just anger. And I, and I know, I know I should have some compassion for these poor fools that are 
accepting their way directly into the pits of hell. That are sitting there chanting sinful, outlandish doctrine that I have to believe came from demons. And so what it's begun. It's it's actually happening. The world has made its way into the church. Marxism has made its way into the church. Look, there's a woman preaching right there. And you know what that means in the Bible. It says that it's seen, it, it, when you see that, that's actually a... Uh, that's actually a sign that the land is in judgment. When you start to see women uh, assume the, the roles and positions and authority that are usually given to men as the order of society and the way it's always been, not that one is more important than the other, it's just that roles are different. It's just the way it works. It's true. It's the way God built us. Don't take that up with me, take that up with God. I, I don't see anything as unequal though, I can tell you that. But the Bible is very clear that the leader of the church shall be the husband of one wife. And I quote. And also in First Timothy, it talks about um, that he does not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man in the church. But women had their own leadership roles that were so much more important than that of the main teacher or the person that would sit on Moses' seat, right? The guy who would teach. Because it was, it was up to her to, and, and, and all the other women to, to build up the wives and raise the children and teach them the morality and the traditions and the respect it was up to them to create the society that permeates us. It's, the men don't do that. The women do that. They've always done that. They're better at it. <laughs> they are. Moms are amazing. Moms are great. And um, to see everything that I believe in and everything that I love just completely perverted to this level is detestable. How low must you have gone to allow yourself to sit here and listen to someone spew this garbage and tell you there's a non-binary God of Jesus who has two dads and wore a fabulous tunic. They don't even care anymore. It's not even about scripture anymore. It's about indoctrination and feelings. Let her finish. I, I, I want to, maybe she'll turn it around, huh? Maybe she'll just change your mind here in the middle and, and maybe I'm all the way wrong, right? Let's, let's keep listening. 
I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. Trusting in God's expansive and inclusive love, let us offer our prayers for a world in need. For the summer solstice and the beginning of a new season, for honeybee populations experiencing extreme loss, for the rain that nourishes the earth, for climate justice advocacy efforts, God of love. Yeah. Do you see the climate justice? People, this is the beginning of the world religion, of the world church. It is the one church. Listen to me because I'm telling you something here. This is going to be the one church that's accepted. This is going to be the one doctrine that's allowed. Do you hear the worldly views that she's spewing right now? This crap? The reason why it's going to be the world religion is because, like I said before about the left and the Democrats, the only standard that they have is that they have no standard at all. If you stand for something, they won't stand for it. And that's exactly what you see going on here. You got a bunch of people living lifestyles that they know are sinful, but they have deluded themselves into believing that this doctrine is so real that it allows them to live in said lifestyle and still touch the pearly gates. I got news for you. It's not true. It's not true. Pick up your Bibles and quit listening to people. You're basing your feelings on what a person tells you and the interpretation that that person tells you. Pick up your Bible. Read Romans. Talks about it quite clearly. Read Timothy. Talks about it quite clearly. Read Corinthians. It talks about it quite clearly. Either the Bible is 100% true or it's 100% false. There is no middle ground and that is the truth. If you fall for this and allow these people to get root, what's going to happen is the Christian church is going to then end up being called like the fundamentalist Christian church. Because we're going to be seen as fanatics. Because we actually believe the scripture. We actually believe the scripture. And they, they don't like believing the scripture. Believe it or not, I'm not that's, that's not something that I'm saying out of conjecture. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. So they, they do not like believing the scripture. And when confronted with the scripture, they tend to get a little bit testy and mad. Like they're arguing with you. But if I'm reading God's word to you and you're being argumentative, I have news for you. You're not arguing with me. At all. So, uh, once again, I'm going to play fair. I'm going to continue to let this lady speak and maybe she'll turn it around. Let's keep going. Of for the joy of life in community, we pray especially for all who will attend the Twin Cities Pride Festival and other Pride events this month. 
We give thanks for the extraordinary clergy who lead in this congregation and beyond, especially for Pastor Jeff and for Deacon Lauren, and for all LGBTQIA leaders who serve as teachers, artists, first responders, business owners, city council members, and more. God of love. For this, anyone who feels... This is a hostile takeover of Christianity. Trust me. You're going to see churches, mega churches, all the big ones you know, all the big ones you know, and they're already talking like this. T.D. Jake said his thoughts on homosexuality are evolved and evolving. Joe Olstein made similar remarks. And now you see this happening within the Lutheran and the Methodist Church and Presbyterian Church was already marrying uh, same-sex couples. So this is, this is not, this has been years in the making, folks. Years in the making. And now you have uh, Pope Francis also doing the same things and making uh, uh, very, I, I think, you know, suspicious remarks um, when it comes to uh, the LGBTQ community. Things that make you go, hmm, right? <laughs> I, I, really, I really hope that there are people in these churches that eventually open their Bibles and have their eyes opened as a result. That they finally wake up and realize their, their feelings are not going to write the check to heaven that they think. God is love. God is one. No, folks. No, folks. No, sorry. Yes, God is love. But you know what, in contrast, what sin is? Sin is selfishness, self-deprecating, hate, evil. And it's very tricky. It can disguise itself as people talking and preaching to itch an ear. That will lead you straight to hell like a Pied Piper. You'll follow that sweet noise that they put out and tell you that your sins aren't sins at all and God loves you anyway and you're going to heaven anyway. You don't have to stop what you're doing. Have you said these words? Have you said this prayer? This magical incantation? If you just say it one time, guess what? You'll be saved for life and then you can do anything you want. And you'll still go to heaven. Just say these words. That has probably sent more people to hell than anyone realizes. I'm a literalist. I believe scripture is black and white. I don't believe that my feelings matter. They don't. When my feelings and reality line up into one thing, then my feelings matter. If my feelings differ from what reality is, reality should not change to suit my feelings. Rather, my feelings should change to suit reality so I can live in a non-delusional state. This is why this emphasis of 
feeling good no matter what and affirming yourself no matter what. Even if you have to lie to yourself. Lie to yourself some more. Look in the mirror. Put all your little lies over the mirror, all over your post-it notes, all over the wall. Where you know in your bathroom, on your closet, everywhere you look, another little lying affirmation about how good of a person you are and everything else. You know? <laughs> Maybe I should do, a, do an affirmation about how long my hair is and how luscious my mane is. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. It doesn't change reality. No one is good, folks. Let me break it to you. None of us. Not even one. We all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. The difference in Christians and to non-Christians is that we don't resolve to stay in a lifestyle of sin. We're fighting, kicking, and screaming every little flaw in ourselves constantly to be a more perfect person. A person ready and worthy to be called the son or child of God, right? We don't find God and then stay in an unrepentant state. If you encounter God, you change. You change. Now, I know the story of Mary is kind of a gray thing where uh, people don't know if she was the same Mary that he uh, rescued when they were going to stone her for uh, adultery and that sort of thing. The tradition says that it is. However, we, we don't really know. But just for the sake, um, just for the sake of saying so, um, let's say that it was. Let's say that it was that was her. Well, do you, do you still see her as a prostitute or whatever it was? As an adulterer? Prior to Jesus going to the tomb and then after? No. No, you don't. At all. Matter of fact, everybody who truly encountered Christ was changed as a result with the exception of the Pharisees who, whose hearts were so dark and so full of greed and ego and pride and power hungry. They wanted to be in charge. They saw Jesus as a threat. They also saw someone who challenged them, who knew the scripture better than they did, and as a result, it hurt their prides. It hurt their prides quite a bit, Let's listen to the rest of, uh, of what she's going to say here. Because I have other clips to show you. And I got some emails and things like that to talk about. And um, I, I think you're going to be surprised that this is a church, folks. This is a church. This is, this is supposed to be people who believe in God and are trying to help people uh, fix their lives. Not stay in a sinful state and, 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 and enable and condone and exacerbate a condition of sin. Let's listen. ...excluded on account of their gender, race, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, or any other human distinction. Draw us together in relationship and make your people one. God of love. 
for our campers returning today from Camp Wapo, and for all the children, youth, and adults who will participate in this coming week's jam camp, from this congregation and also Redeemer, St. Paul's, and Christ the River of Life, may they grow in love with one another and learn more about you, God of love. For Taylor Swift and her Swifty fans and all music that inspires us, No, she did <laughs> Come on, man. Look. I, I just about fell out of my chair. If you're listening on Spotify or if you're... <laughs> oh, my God. Amazon Music or, or wherever you're listening to. If you're not looking at the Rumble video, I almost damn just fell out of my chair. I was chewing a piece of ice and... um. She really just prayed for Swifties. Now we're glorifying the fornicator lifestyle, right? Look. I I don't have to speak ill of Taylor Swift. That's not my goal here. I wish nothing but the best for Taylor Swift. I do wish she'd stay out of politics, though. She has a thing or a knack for picking the wrong man, and she's constantly telling you that she doesn't want to be on the wrong side of history, so she chose Biden, so obviously she's wrong. But here they are saying a prayer to God, and they invoke the name of a woman who goes from man to man to man to man, and when those relationships don't work out, she writes foul songs about them. I don't shouldn't say they're foul. The reality of it is I don't even know many of them. Let's just call it what it is. I really don't. There were a few Taylor Swift songs and like that when she first came out. She was much younger and she was more country, more wholesome. At least we thought she was. Um, then I kind of enjoyed. I think a song called Tim McGraw and one called Your Mama Don't Know. I think that or Our Song. I think it's what it was called. And uh, I like those. I actually enjoyed those. But the person and the public figure that is uh, Taylor Swift is not one that I would want my daughter to admonish. I would not want my daughter to admire and look up to a woman who <laughs> is, is, uh, is it such a thing called as a manonizer? Because we could call a womanizer. How about a manizer? She, she's a manizer. <laughs> That's what she is. I think I just invented a word, <laughs> manizer. I, I got to go register that one at the in the in the Urban Dictionary. But they, uh, that's what they're doing. So I mean, they they're they're in clo- they're invoking Taylor Swift and they're 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 invoking all these things about the LGBTQ lifestyle. There's a woman pastor. They're talking about the climate issue, um, which we don't buy. A single bit on this show. In fact, uh, we we already kind of know where that whole narrative comes from, and we know what they're actually trying to do with that. And we know there's no science to back it up. There is you when you get to a point in the science of that particular issue, you get to a point where you just don't know the answer. So both scientists on both sides of these of this issue, both sides, the for and against side, get to a point within their science where. They're like, yeah, I can't go any farther. I couldn't tell you. We, they both get to a point where they don't know. So the truth is, if you want to know the real truth, it's not that the, there's no climate crisis. We, the numbers don't meet it out, one. But two, um, the, the real answer is they don't know. 
They're finding you just in case. They're changing technology all around you just in case. They're getting rid of your water heater just in case. They're switching you to an electric car just in case. They're getting autonomous semi-trucks and trying to get rid of the man, the actual human sitting in the truck and the need for, um, and that's being backed by truckers' unions. How about that? That's, that's the crazy part. But it's happening. It's happening as we speak. But as you can see, this lady has hit every single left-leaning liberal talking point there is. She has not missed a beat. A single beat, she hasn't missed any of it. She's already talked about God as in a non-binary, binary sense. She already exclaimed that he had a male mate and Jesus had two dads and all of these things. And I know people out there are like, no, he's referring to Jesus, Joseph, and he's also referring to God himself and all that. You know, people, that's absolute crap. Don't try to take up for them and justify their words and what they're trying to say and make them sound better than they are because that, what they're doing right there, is no different than shooting someone straight in the head and killing them because they're sending them to hell. So once you get to live the, live the rest of this life, this little, this little second that we get to be here in the universe, in this body, in this way, and in this form, in this one chance that we have to live forever to make it to that next plane of existence that never stops in absolute bliss or the one where we burn in hell for all eternity and what this lady is doing is no different to me as a believer is no different than murder it's the same it's exactly the same what she's doing is is actually this is the one and only time where I can literally, oh God, I hate saying this. I can literally say that these words are, are violence to people who hear them. Oh God, forgive me for saying that, but it's true. In this one instance, in this one instance, because those words assault the soul, not the mind, not the sensibilities, not the kind of things that you would say that just might offend somebody and make them want to go find a safe place and call their birthing people. No. I'm referring to words that literally do take your life when they're believed and they're acted upon. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. And what this woman is teaching is dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. But I bet you it's the only thing that gets her out of bed in the morning because she has fooled herself into believing the things that she's teaching because otherwise she might have to actually believe mainstream Christian theology. And that theology would lead her to feel absolutely horrible about the things that she's done and it would cause her to repent because it would convict her. The word of God convicts people, which is why you don't hear her saying the word of God. She hasn't said one scripture yet. She's invoked Swifties and talked about the LGBTQ community and the climate crisis and 
all of these things, but n not one iota of scripture, not one. Let's let her finish. Help us shake it off when life takes a turn. Remind us that we can still make the whole place shimmer. And when the time comes, help us confess and say, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. God of love. For all who are suffering in mind, body, or spirit, for those who are hospitalized, preparing for surgery, or experiencing chronic pain, we especially pray for those on our prayer list and all those we name before you now. God of love. For all who have died, we remember this week Laureen Bloomquist as her family prepares for her service this Sunday. Raise us up with Lorraine and Robin and with all the dear ones whom we have loved and lost who are now held in your eternal embrace. God of love. Into your care we commend all for whom we pray, trusting that you hold and keep us in love. Christ be with you always. I invite you to share a sign of Christ's peace with one another. Now, if that doesn't absolutely tick you off, if you don't think that she just completely took everything you stand for, if you don't think that she has not just defamed your God and perverted the gospel, you may want to go check yourself. Because you need it. Go pick up a Bible. Go actually learn scripture. It is very clear. It is clear as the clearest glass you could possibly look through. It's clear as the gold that lines the street of heaven. That's exactly how clear it is. It is crystal clear. There is absolutely no room in membership or clergy or ordination whatsoever for people of the LGBTQ community in a church, in a real, honest-to-God, just scripturally-based church of God. It, it does not exist. It does not exist. When we find God, we are supposed to repent not supposed to stay in that state of being now what i'm going to show you next uh i am going to share with you uh an email and this email came to me by way of ask the umc as you uh will see and what the email is saying is well he's answering some questions that that i had for him but i want to start at the beginning of this email and i, I want you to understand what it is I said in this email and uh, how they answered and why, right? So I want to make sure, let me move this so I can see it a little better. Um, I want to make sure that you understand the full context of this email because I don't, I don't want anyone to think that I've twisted anyone's words or made them sound in any way different from how they tried to come off. So this is exactly what they believe, and who they are, and what they think. Listen. Now, as you see, I tell them I'm the host of uh, 
<clears throat> the Patriots Prayer Podcast, which is a Christian podcast. Uh, I read at length about the issues that have arisen inside the Methodist Church and have questions. I put God first in my life, above all else. And as a fellow believer, I am thoroughly distraught, hurt, and confused by what I am hearing. Can someone please explain this to me because it is not making any sense. The church and the world are perpetually at odds. And although we, are, we all may sin, we don't normalize it, condone it. Please explain this, please. Eddie, and this is them replying. All right, this is them replying to me. And uh, it says right there, it says, Eddie, thanks. I am writing as you reached out to ask the UMC, a ministry of the United Methodist Communications with offices in Nashville. Not knowing what you may have read or heard, I am not quite sure how to respond to your question, but would be glad to provide you with a bit more detail about what some of the questions might be. We can tell that you are you <clears throat> excuse me that you are very active misinformation campaign or thereabout the United Methodist Church, led by an organization whose purpose is to alienate the United Methodists and their congregations from the <clears throat> from the demon nation. This is why I'm wondering what you've heard. Why or what you may have what you may be responding to. The facts are quite are quite other than what such organizations and individuals present. I hope this is helpful. Peace in Christ. Well, he didn't. He said a whole lot of nothing, right? But I wasn't very clear in my question, so we trade another back and forth. And I'm a lot clearer in this one. And as a result, he's a lot clearer too. Listen, hi. I am. This is me talking to them. Hi. I am concerned that. You, you're ordaining members of the LGBTQ community. We are not supposed to normalize sin or make friends with the world. And Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 is straightforward as well. Paul's direction for the leadership of the church. My question is not to attack or hurt, but rather to build up and lovingly correct my brothers in Christ. If you are allowing gay people to preach, please explain because that is not biblical. And to use the word inclusive is a way of avoiding such a question. I support all people hearing the word, but we cannot allow them to be members, nor can we ordain them until they repent. What say you on this topic? And please feel free to call because I gave him my number, blah, blah, blah. There it is. Okay. Now, here we go again. His reply. Thanks for writing. You've reached that whole spiel again. The United Methodist Church has been discussing and debating these matters since 1972. And then he gives me an article which he goes on to explain why he thinks that the scripture is wrong about homosexuals. Now, I'm not making this up. And I've done my research, and everything he says is, is really actually 100% wrong. <laughs> it's just completely wrong. But listen, the term used in Corinthians 6, 9, and only within the last 80 years, translated as homosexual, is simply unknown in the Greek literature until Paul used it there. 
it is possible it may have some particular meaning in Corinth, but again, what's the meaning, uh, what the meaning was will be lost to history at this point. Not true, because he goes on to talk about these same issues in Romans. And he talks about these same issues in, 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 uh, in, in, in Revelations. They talked about them in the Old Testament. They were very clear. Men who lay with men and give up the natural affections of their body to lay with one another. And he, he, does, this is all in Romans. This is all laid out. And Corinthians 6, nine lays it out as well. But he's arguing that homosexual does not mean homosexual. So what he's saying is that homosexuals are basically not sinning. That is the position of the church. Now, the and in the United Methodist Church is engaged in a debate about the scriptural authority. The authority of the scripture is given, and the debate uh, is about the proper interpretation, translation, and application of the scriptures, whereas in the case, the meaning of the original word is unknown because it was never used before in the Greek literature or as in others where what is being specified is not as clear as one might like. This uh, disagreement over these matters uh, in the denomination is real and currently used to, by some to promote division. I hope this is helpful. It is not being used to promote division. It is being used to discern those who are absolutely fake and using the doctrine of demons to indoctrinate people and send them to hell versus real scripture who actually that actually convicts people and calls sin out for what it is sin and doesn't pervert the gospel you're not dividing the body of Christ if you're not dealing with the body of Christ my people die or perish rather for lack of knowledge that's exactly what you see going on here and I'm not talking about the leadership of the church because I believe that these people know wholeheartedly exactly what they're doing now I go on to um, uh, uh, talk about the I'll, I'll read it I don't want to go through all of it but we'll read it but the sexual immorality, um, immorality was spoken of uh, and the term for homosexual in the Greek even if not agreed upon is also addressed in Romans when Paul talked about uh, men and women giving up the natural relationships and called it an abomination you are uh, your answer is creating a gray area whereas people may think that homosexuality is not a, not called sin but sin in the bible but we can't as christians think for a second that homosexuality is not sin i pray for the real body of christ always to be on guard because the devil is tricky and uses our heartstrings of uh, believers so that you can't see it for what it is and it's exactly what's going on people they're playing on people's heartstrings and using this. God loves everyone. God is love. God is forgiveness. God is peace. He would never say it or do that mean thing. Keep doing whatever you want to do. It's okay. Because <laughs> you know, that's exactly what Satan would say. If, he, if, he, you wanted to, if you wanted to live in sin and then not believe you're living in sin, what more satanic thing is there? What more satanic thing could there be? It's the perfect trap. The perfect trap. God, I, 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 I get so bent out of shape over this stuff because people, you, you don't understand. This is, this is a sign. This has been going on for quite a while, but it's finally gotten to a level and to a point where 
you're starting to see these end times prophecies come true right in front of your face. Right in front of your face. Where Christians are no longer looking to the Bible to get doctrine, but they're looking at their feelings and making up their own doctrine. And the world's playing along because it, this is a doctrine that does not convict them. They can live in their sin. They can do whatever they want, and it's okay, because who are you to judge, right? You are supposed to judge your brother. That's also in Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm going to show you when I confront a church member with that a little later in this, in this episode. Now, I'm going to read some of this to you. It gets a little weird, so there's no point in going through the entirety of his his email because he says the same things over and over again at the later on in this email and i will uh put uh clips the these uh emails i'm going to put them out on my facebook on uh also on instagram on twitter uh i'm going to put them everywhere on truth social i'm i'm going to put them everywhere so you guys can go see the, the patriots prayer no matter where you uh where no matter where you find us at that you'll be able to find these um, these clips so you can read them for yourself and see that we here at the Patriot Prayer are not making these things up. I don't do this for clicks. I do this for God. So listen to what this says and is his, his uh, salutation to me. Uh, hello, Eddie. Thank you for writing and you reached out to UMC. The United Methodist Church has never stated that homosexuality is sinful, and to the contrary, the United Methodist Church understands that sexual orientation is distinct from sexual behavior. Oh my God, they're trying to say sex and gender are disassociated. Really? <laughs> it's simply a difference in human beings. On sexual behavior, the United Methodist Church goes on to state the following. Sexual relations are affirmed only within the covenant of a monogamous heterosexual relationship. But you just said the opposite. And you say the opposite in the clips that I'm about to play as well. The practice of homosexuality, that is same-sex uh, genital sexual relations. I don't know what the genital part is. It's the... We I <laughs> I didn't catch that the first time. I guess I read it so fast that that went right past me, but uh, is incompatible with Christian teaching. You say that, <clears throat> but at the same time, you say the opposite. You take up for the fact that that as long as they're in a monogamous relationship, that sex and gender are not intermingled. And then go on to state that the, that the position of the church is that homosexuality is not sinful, but to the contrary. And then you go on to say the regular church doctrine tied in your email, so you've covered all your bases. You said both. So when I call you out for not saying, when I call you out for saying that homosexuality is not sinful, you're going to say, no, I said it was sinful. Look right there. You're saying both. You're saying both. This is, this is sick. And, and, and it needs to be exposed. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it's exposed. Now, I will be giving people uh, equal time. And I did give them equal time. Um, but I'm going to go get the other perspective from what I'm told is called the Global Methodist Church. And I want to hear their take on it. So give me just a second.
So what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play these clips for you. Uh, I'm going to play these clips, and what it is is me going up to um, Green Valley uh, 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 Methodist Church uh, in Nevada, and I encounter a, a few people, and I just talk to them about Scripture and get their point of view and take on um, how they feel about you know, God and scripture and, and, and what it, it actually says and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and, and I was extremely surprised by the answers that I got. And you really, you, do. Um, you need to hear this, you need to see this because it's, and at one point I, I had the camera in my pocket, but you can hear everything um, that is being said take a listen because it's jaw dropping but it's also very telling as to the state of the church today remember people worship their feelings not god and this lady is living proof of that take a listen jesus says come as you are because you're right about that we come as we are but then once we come once we come as to who we are then we're supposed to change if can i read you a scripture I, I, yeah you can read it to me but I just don't believe in that. I don't. She's don't saying she doesn't scripture. believe in scripture. The world that has, was, but we're not that, supposed to be in the world. Written 2,000 years ago. Right. She that just said, you heard her right. She said, but that was written 2,000 years ago. Like it's not relevant. I'm talking to this lady less than eight feet from the church door. This is a member of their church. I just wanted to stop and talk to her and get their point of view. But if people in the church have this kind of mentality, it's very easy to see how they can lead people so far astray and still have a church. She's indicative of exactly what I'm talking about. Listen. In today, yesterday, and tomorrow. He doesn't change. So here, here is... If... Uh, or you do not know that the unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God, do not be deceived, nor sexually immoral, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. It's right there. Yeah. It's in your Bible. Either the Bible is true or it's all the way false. No, that's not true. I, I don't think... There's no gray area in the Bible. I, mean, I don't know. Actually, I disagree a little bit because <laughs> Ma'am, was I written so many years ago. I mean... By people who were divinely inspired by God. To, to write the scripture so that we can help people fix their lives. I mean, he hung what he he hung up with boys. Correct, because he didn't he didn't he didn't he he did it so they would change, right? So these people encountered Christ, and as a result, their encounter changed them. I was a gang member. I was a drug addict. I was a gang member. I was all kinds of. I was a womanizer. I was all of those things, and Christ okay, touched me. But that's your choice. Right? No, that was God's command. Repent. But I mean, He said, "Come to Me," and that's and that's and that's what it is. So yeah, I agree. We definitely have to welcome all everybody into the church. But the but the but the the doctrine for running a church is is pretty laid out by Paul, and he says that let's say you encounter a man who's cheating on his wife. Right. You you go to this man first, and you say. As your brother, I'm telling you, you have to change. You can't keep doing that. And then the next thing you do, if he denies you and he doesn't change, then you take him in front of 
the congregation and they confront him. And then if he doesn't change, you expel him from the church. Well, I don't believe that anyone can be expelled from church ever. I so no matter, so if Hitler came to church, you'd be okay with that. We have to. We have to love everybody. Did you hear this? But, but loving everybody. She said, I said, so it basically, that, that whole, we're not supposed to judge, we're not supposed to, all that crap. That's not true. First of all, it's really not true. It's in Corinthians chapter 5, and it says, talks about us uh, correcting our brethren in love, and it tells us that we are to confront them. And if you look at the life of John the, uh, John the Baptist and the apostles, that's all they did was confront people on their sin. And so did Jesus. So did Jesus. He forgave them, but because it's because they wanted forgiveness. They didn't stay in their sin. They didn't stay in their sin. It doesn't mean accepting sin. Loving, loving everybody does I, not I mean... I feel just the opposite. Because, I mean, everybody sins. If they repent, maybe they're just not ready to repent. Yeah, every, everyone sins, even in thought. But we don't live the lifestyle and accept it, right? This yeah. is why Paul went to Corinth. Because they started practicing Gnosticism, which means that you're covered. Your sins are covered. So you can do whatever you want, and you're still going to heaven. You're saved forever. But the, the scripture actually doesn't teach that. They can repent on their deathbed and it'd be fine. No, because yeah. if well, you I'm knowingly... I'm not going to argue with you. That's how I feel. Oh, no, no, ma'am. This is me. This is not my, this is not my take on it. This is not my take on it at all. Saying, well, it sure sounds like it. No, no. This, like is, it, this, like this is my scripture. scripture. It's not my feeling. I know. Well, I, I have feelings. I, I do go to... This, some scriptures or talk to Jesus. I pray on things, and I say, "You, you believe me where you want me to be, and say what you want to say." Mm -hmm. And and he does, but um, I don't, know. I just don't really agree. I mean, I could see maybe not let them be ordained. Exactly. Pastor, maybe exactly. I that. Exactly. But I think they should be welcome in the church. They should and be. They don't have to repent until right before they die. Well, they they only they only so have to forgive me for my sins. That's all I have to do with that forgiveness. But do you go, think go it's down. okay to 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 keep one foot in and one foot out and only well, repent once? The thing once is, is, it's not my choice. I am not gay. I am not lesbian. I don't do that. But my son's gay, and I have a lot of friends mm -hmm. who are gay. My daughter's gay. And Same I, thing. I love them to death. Me and too. They do too. And if they want to repent, they do. And if it's their choice. Not and it's out of love. And they don't go to heaven. That's their choice. So this is this if is where we agree. The they don't go to heaven. That's their choice. This is they where we agree. They picked that. They picked that. That's that's right. They picked it. That, but they can still believe in God and be a part of a church and go to Sunday schools and do all that. They can still be a part correct. of it, they even can. if they haven't repented. Yeah. They can still come and do. Absolutely. That. The, but, the only di there's a difference between I think people who come in and they're seeking. Versus people who come in and become members and ordained, like you. So, um, very, very. What I, what I was getting at there was exactly what you think I was getting at, and it's the same thing I said. Anyone walks off the street into a church is welcome and should be welcome in that church. The word of God is for everyone to hear. It's the only. It's the only way that uh, people change. It's the only way people change, and it, it's. Uh, You know, it's disheartening to hear someone who claims to be a member of the church and a believer. She's sitting right in front of the front door of the church. She knows them very well. She goes to that church, 
And this is their point of view. It's not just hers. And you'll see, because the, 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 the people in the church, lightweight, actually feel the same way. Now, I'm going to continue to talk to her and listen to what she says, and we're going to go inside the church. Uh, we tried to get to the pastor, but the pastor doesn't return my calls. I've emailed, I've left messages, everything. I've never gotten a phone call back, any of that. Um, and, I mean, you can understand why. If this is what they believe, you know, I, I wouldn't want to defend this either. I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't go there because I would not walk my, my daughter down the aisle into hell. I can't participate. Well, in her lifestyle. Choice. No, that's you know, my that's Jesus's command. Well, if, if you're that strong and it's fine, but I just not quite. I don't believe the same as you. That's like I said. Go talk to the pastor. See if you're there. Are they, go talk to Sandra. That's in the desk. Yeah. Thank you. What's your name? Lee. Lee. Nice to meet you. I'm Eddie. Eddie. Hello, Sandra. Sandra, I'm Eddie. I spoke to you maybe a couple weeks ago on the phone. You were telling me about Pastor Mary. Uh, I was trying to get a hold of her to get a statement on the, I, I run a, a Christian podcast, and I uh, was trying to talk to someone about the, the divide between the global and the United Methodist Church on some of the stances on homosexuality and other things like that. Uh -huh. So I'm, I'm just looking to talk to someone and not ambush anybody no craziness He's like sweet. that I just want to know the church's stance on it <laughs> that's it because I don't want to take it from third-party people that post stuff on the internet what do you want to know is it if we allow uh, if you ordain them or allow them to become members not seekers everybody should be able to walk through your door they are but okay. they they do do they do they yeah, become members. members literal members of the church I, we have Lesbians that are members. That are that considered members. Yeah, they, they run classes and they do They run classes inside the church and do stuff in the church. In an unrepentant state as a homosexual. 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 <laughs> but it, people, this is those days. They've perverted the gospel. They've exchanged their first love, like Jesus said in... in, in Revelations for for another. It's sad. It's sad that these people don't know the scripture. <laughs> Listen. So when 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 Paul taught, I'm just going to use scripture. No feelings at all. Right. I don't have feelings on these issues. I look to my Bible whenever I have a question about how I feel. It doesn't matter how I feel. I, I go strictly to scripture. So when Paul says that if I have a, a, a brother who's, let's say, cheating on his wife mm -hmm. and living in an adulterous relationship, and I go to him and I say, you can't do this anymore, guy. You're, you're a Christian. you got to get right. And then he refuses to listen to me. Paul's next direction is that I take him in front of the congregation. Right. And then if he doesn't, then you expel him. See, this is sexual immorality. It doesn't matter what form it takes, whether it be homosexuality, adultery, or fornication. It's still sexual immorality. And the scripture is absolutely black and white on this issue. So that is where I think the break is. I think we agree that everyone should be able to walk through the door and seek. But when they decide to take that step to become a Christian, they have to repent. So you can't be in a repentant state while you're living an adulterous or a homosexual lifestyle. Yeah, but that's up to the that's the up to the 
Lawrence. No, it's up to God. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's up to God, but they don't it's have to answer to you or me. No, no, that's that's not true. See, see, see how they see how they do this uh, literal whataboutism uh, stuff about well, they don't need to announce it to you or me or this or that or that. You cannot be in a church as a member without being accountable to your fellow church members. I'm sorry, that's the way this works. We are open books one to another. Yeah, God is the only one that can forgive sins. I mean, you can forgive someone if they sinned against you. But the thing is, to say that you're not accountable to your brother, when the Bible very clearly says, I am my brother's keeper, <laughs> that you are to forgive one another's sins. You are to confess your sins one to another in the Bible. But here she's using these these talking points that just completely fly in the face of all of that. And this is what is indicative of the world as well. This is exactly how the world reacts. This is exactly what you'd expect someone in the world to say. Let's let her finish. Because we're, we are to judge our brothers. We are the no, judges. we're not to judge. That's not true. Here it is. I'll show you. Not to judge. No, no, it does say that. It says that we are to judge our brothers, not the world. We're not to judge the world, but in our Christian brotherhood, we're supposed to judge each other. Watch, I'll show you the scripture. Brother. And you can check it in your own Bible. So let me see the book. It should be listed right there. Yeah, hold accountable for ongoing participation in obviously sinful actions. Correct. I understand that. That's why I'm so hold but your brother accountable another, right? for sinful actions. All that. Yeah, she just got done saying we're not to we're not to judge uh, our brother, and in fact we actually are. Later on, we're going to be the judges of the world. It says so in Revelation. So it it's. Either the Bible is true or it's false. There are not some true parts and some false parts. Either it's all true or it's all false. That simple. So, I mean, when you confront people with the Word of God, they can kick and squirm and get angry or get in their feelings or get their pride hurt or their ego bruised, whatever the case may be, but they're not arguing with you and they're not arguing with me when they do it. Because if I'm reading you Scripture and you're getting irritated, you're arguing with Him. Let's let her finish. Yeah. But one to another, right? Yes. So we are to judge each other and lovingly correct each other. Yes, we are, but we can't judge them and say, you are going to go to hell if you keep doing it. No, 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 that's not up to us. We can't do that. That's what I mean. But, but we, so, but we yeah, can, we can. Oh, no, no, we see, can see, I misunderstood her in the moment when she said this. She said, we're not allowed to say to your brother, if you keep doing that, you'll go to hell. In fact, we are. That's exactly what Jesus just said. That's what Corinthians 6, 9 says. That homosexual perverts, adulterers, all these fornicators uh, will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Right there in black and white. All we're doing is repeating what God said. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and do you see when, when confronted with the Bible how these people react? Because they do not believe in Scripture. They don't. She's working the front desk at a church. You would think she'd have some semblance of faith that would know her Bible. She was a nice enough lady. And, and I'm, I'm sure 
that in her mind she's got a you know a, 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 she's doing this out of the kindness of her heart and she's it was she's doing what she thinks she has to do to love people but this isn't love it's not love it's just feelings love is reality love is truth god is love but god is the love of truth of what's good not sin you can no nothing good can come from anything bad and nothing bad can come from anything good no good tree bears bad fruit and no bad tree bears good fruit there's a reason jesus said that so you're not gonna do something wrong for a noble cause for something right so it, it doesn't it, it yeah humans justify that kind of stuff all the time <laughs> but it's only to make themselves feel better they have to lie to themselves to do it let her keep talking here I like what they're doing and they shouldn't do it but that's all we can do because we cannot tell them so is the position with that in mind is the position that it is sinful or is it the position that it it's, it's okay? acceptable here in our world but no it is sinful of course it is because a man it's like a man is a man and a woman is a woman and right. they're trying to say there's this that and the other oh it's my grandson I haven't seen him for I'm going to let week. you talk to your grandson. Okay, right, Thank yeah. you for taking the time. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Thank you. How you doing, So that's exactly what, uh, what I expected to happen. It's exactly what I expected to happen. If you dig hard enough, you'll get them to admit that it's sinful. Right? When you get to, to the individual, it's very easy to talk to the individual and... It's very easy to show them that this is a lifestyle of sin and it's wrong. It's an abomination. It's against scripture. Or they just deny scripture and they say, well, I feel, I thank God and I feel and I don't thank you. And, and it's not even you. You're reading from your Bible. And you and you, I feel and I feel and I think and I feel. <sighs> Frustrating. But guys, we need to pray for them. But at the same time. The gloves are off because kids are being indoctrinated by this. It's time to stop being nice about it. It's time to time to, to call a spade a spade, a lie a lie, and truth a truth. It's wrong in every way, shape, or form. And if you believe in this, and if you, uh, if you practice this, and even if you preach this, hell is a very real reality, for a very, very probable reality for you. According to scripture, not according to Eddie. <laughs> well, folks, you know, and that's it for today. But I, 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 want, I want each of you to, uh, those of you who actually do um, believe in scripture, not, not your feelings, but what, what the Bible actually says, not what we think or what we feel. But what the Bible literally says. You need to pray for these people. Because that this is demonic activity. That's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing in government. That's what you're seeing uh, uh, in the world. That's why you see kids running through stores and stealing everything with no conscience, no nothing. They're numb. They're numb. Why do you think they're numb? There is an evil that is per that is so pervasive in this world. A spirit of absolute hatred and rancor and selfishness and just everything and they don't feel it they don't they don't have love left in them they don't have a conscience it's seared
It's numb. They can do whatever the hell they want, and they will not feel anything for it. There are more sociopaths walking the streets today than at any point in history, I would venture to say. Based on the things that we see happening, and the fact that the people in government are actually um, making it worse. Throwing gasoline on the fire, if you will. But it's not going to change if you're quiet. So the silent majority... You need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Have a good day. My people of this country and we're under attack. They banning us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all your gunners is American flag.